I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello, and welcome to the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Peggy Romero, and I thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate being the host of the Saturday episode. This week, we've been talking about freedom, the freedom purpose, and then also freedom itself. So let's start with freedom. The definition of freedom is the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. Well, freedom as a purpose. The freedom purpose seeks to expand possibilities and bring about a sense of freedom. Those with this purpose are driven to gain control over their lives and circumstances. However, they can swing into a state of wanting excessive control, which may lead to aggression or dominance. The essence of the freedom purpose lies in the aspiration to expand possibilities and cultivate a profound sense of freedom. Individuals driven by this purpose are relentless in their pursuit of gaining control over their lives and circumstances, aiming to break free from limitations and embrace boundless potential. Okay, (laughs) you know, gosh, we probably all have some of that in us. The desire to break free of limitations and embrace our boundless potential. I mean, heck yeah. We all want that. And we all have potential that we'd like to embrace. We all have limitations that we would love to break free from. With this in mind, I decided to talk about gaining freedom from the ego's hold. So as this week's podcast, um, remember the definition, the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants to without hindrance or restraint, we all live with hindrance and restraint unless we're free of the ego no matter what where we live what we do no matter what we know our rights are you know to to uh live free no matter how powerful we are how much money we have we all live with hindrance and restraint if we're living in the comfort zone the cage remember we're programmed for behavior they told us how to behave how we should act, think, and feel, uh, what we could say, and how we should behave about certain things. It's programming that dictates 95% of our behavior. 95%. We're programmed in stasis, meaning it's we're not supposed to change. We'll never change unless we really make ourselves change. This programming begins when we're born without us even knowing it through the stages of development. So let me just spend a minute reminding you about the stages of development. Stage one, impulsive mind, zero to seven years old. So in this stage, the brain is recording everything in the environment to uh, the subconscious mind. We're taught by watching, listening, and then joining in. At age seven years old, the identity, the ego, emerges. And now the child has a comfort zone. And you can tell because they start acting a little different. Due to this comfort zone, the child will experience fear if they try to go outside of the box. If they go outside of the program that's been set for them, they're pulled back in. So they have an identity, but the identity is not yet set. But you guys see why I'm reminding you about about all this? Because it's not really freedom, even though we think we're free. Fear is not freedom, right? So stage two, imperial mind age 7 to 16. In this stage, the child becomes a little apprentice, practicing everything that they've learned, everything that they've seen, everything they've been taught. They're seeing how it feels to be this identity. 
you know, the one they've been taught to see. In this stage, they're gathering experiences that will set their identity and the fixed belief systems. So as the uh, second stage of development comes to an end at age 16, the child's self-esteem, self-worth, and self-image are set, and the identity is now established. We are who, who we are, who we're going to be. So stage three, socialized mind. This lasts from age 16 until death or unless the shift takes place, meaning you decide to change. Sorry, I had to get a drink. Their identity is set through the programming held in the subconscious mind. The identity sets their I should say our instead of their. The identity sets our perception and expectations of life. And this becomes our reality. It builds it. Identity and reality are the same thing, basically. So the child functions and operates through, their, through this behavior and the actions to live out the role that we've been taught. This is who we're meant to be. So we expect things to be the way that we believe they should be. As we go through life, we're stuck here. We want things the way that they told us that they were going to be, the way we know they should be. And this creates conflicts, many, many conflicts, because we all know that's not the way life is. So the brain is constantly scanning the environment in order to make sure that everything matches our beliefs. The limbic brain activates when a conflict appears, turning on the alarm system in less than a second. We react. We're in defend and attack immediately. In Stress Master, we would call this red zone. It's restriction. We're stuck. No freedom. When, but when the conflict, this thing, or the situation in the environment is brought to a resolution, then the cortex brain activates and the parasympathetic nervous system is turned on. And now we're able to respond. In stress mastery, we call this green zone. The green zone's amazing. The green zone feels wonderful. The green zone is expansion and it feels like freedom. So when we could begin to understand this and know that we are all exactly the same, that we all respond or react due to this sameness, then we can decide if we want to make a choice to get out of it or not. We actually can gain control of our lives by gaining freedom from the ego's hold over us. There's no freedom in the cage. There's no freedom in the comfort zone. And once you step out, uh, step up into courage, you'll feel it. I mean, I liken it to taking a weighted blanket that weighs a thousand pounds that finally comes off of you. You know that feeling when you're carrying the weight of the whole world on your shoulders and then you come to a resolution? Uh, or carrying a backpack home from school when you were young that weighed way too much? Remember how it feels to put that down? Yeah, it's freedom. It feels amazing. I would like to tell you how much freedom I've gained from stress mastery, but I can't in this short of an episode. But I will tell you that my life is fantastic now compared to how it was. I would never have thought that I could be this calm. I mean, I just never, ever has been. I was always nervous, nervous Nelly. So I just spent some time telling you about the stages of development. So for me, I was raised to be a housewife in a really chaotic home, the oldest girl of seven kids. I mean, my mom's little helper. That's just how it was. And I was really good at it. I didn't mind. But all I was really taught was to be a helper and to be subservient and to, you know, cook, clean and iron and that kind of stuff. Always do what you're told. When you're raised to be a housewife, you know there's no college in your future. There's no trade school. It kind of doesn't even really matter if you get good grades in school, except that's teaching you responsibility. 
But all that really matters, bottom line, you find a boyfriend that's interested in marriage because you need him to take care of you. You can't be a housewife without a husband. It just doesn't work out. So imagine my terror after getting married when I was 18. I got divorced at 27, never even had a job. I had two kids that I needed to take care of that were going to be counting on me. And I was really good at being a housewife. And I was even good at being a provider, even though I didn't give myself credit for it. My husband had a, had a great job the whole time we were married, and he didn't always bring home his paycheck. So in my young 20s, I started making money on the side. And I made enough uh, money babysitting, I mean, I babysat full time, um, to pay all of our essential bills. House payment, electric, car payment, insurance, you know, but not extra stuff. But it really came in handy when he didn't show up with his paycheck on Friday, I'll tell you that. I could have kept babysitting and stayed home with my kids when we broke up. But I realized that being a housewife may not be for me after all. I started realizing I didn't have to do what they told me I had to do. Now I understand myself a whole lot better as doing stress mastery. But I believe that I got really good at what I did. And I could not have been a much better housewife than I was. But the babysitting and having some independence for that really made me see that I could be good at other things and I wanted another challenge. I mean, let's face it, the only thing that I could do with my experience was go find another husband to take care of me. And after what I went through with the first one, I really wasn't looking for that. <laughs> my husband was supposed to pay me a lot of child support and alimony, and he only ended up paying it for a few months. So I'm really glad I made the decision to not count on that and to start finding something for myself. And um, that even when I thought that he was going to pay it, because he'd always been, I mean, he didn't always come home with his paycheck, but he was always generous with what he came home with. Um, but I had already decided that I wanted to give myself a little bit better position in life and raise myself up and be a better example for my kids. I wanted to do something, but I didn't know what it was and I really didn't know how. But what I was looking for was freedom. The freedom that I didn't have to count on a man. The freedom that I would be afforded if I could just take care of myself and pay my own way. The freedom of not having to put up with somebody else's crap just to get my bills paid. I have... Um, been told my whole life up until then that I couldn't go to college. So it wasn't even in my mind to go to college. I wish it would have been. I didn't know about grants and loans or anything like that. And I know it seems ridiculous, but I just didn't know. It was kind of like I was raised in a bubble. Well, raised in a cage, <laughs> like this cage of lack and poverty. I know to this day that if I had had information and the self-worth that I would have found my way to college. But to be honest, even if there was money, I don't know that I would have done it for sure because I really didn't think I was smart enough. You guys, I didn't even think I was smart enough to be a secretary. I mean, just a secretary. My mom had told me when I was a teenager that she wouldn't sign the form for me to take business classes because my legs weren't nice enough. Your boss needs to be able to look under your desk at your legs and you keep them folded while you're taking his notes. <laughs> My legs weren't nice enough. So she really told me that. And, and my sisters. They had nice enough legs, but I didn't. Anyways, it was um, crazy because she was a legal secretary herself. She was smart, beautiful, lovely, talented woman. But those were her beliefs. And that's what she passed down to me. I mean, clearly I could have been a great secretary. But more importantly, if I could have gone back to college, I would be an excellent nurse. And who knows how many people I could have helped. 
I just never knew I could do it. But can you guys understand the cage that I lived in? It was like a prison, like living in a jail cell. I could barely peek out. I barely knew that there was something better. I wanted to get out, but I didn't know how. Like, I didn't understand just because I was born on the wrong side of the tracks. Why can't I walk over to the other side? I mean, I was taught that it was too scary over there, that I wasn't good enough. Well, somehow, when he left me, thank God, I gained courage and determination to rise up. And I had to fight for everything. I had to fight everyone around me in order to do it, including myself. You know, my ego that told me I wasn't good enough. Peggy, just be content. Peggy, just find another husband. Peggy, play it safe. You only know how to be a housewife. This time, bring, find a husband who brings home his paycheck. <laughs> do you know um, when you only know how to be a housewife, how scary it is? But against all odds, somehow or other, I got the gumption. I went to beauty school, ended up owning a hair salon. When I graduated from that beauty school, I had the highest GPA that anybody had ever had when they graduated from that school. And it wasn't a new school. It was like, I think, 60 or 80 years old at the time. But I laugh at myself because even that was out of desperation. Like, I couldn't even give myself kudos because it was like such a relief that I, that I just passed. I studied so much and I got the best grades that I possibly could because I was afraid it was going to get harder. And I just wanted to be able to pass. I just needed to pass. I had so much to prove to myself, to my parents, my friends, and anybody who knew me that I could not afford to fail the test. I mean, I had to succeed. I had to pass the state test and get my license. I mean, remember, I had two kids that I had to take care of. My husband had quit paying child support already by now even though it was only a few months after we broke up. I knew I had to get a job and earn money, and I was scared to death, and I needed freedom. I wanted freedom so bad. I didn't know it back then. I didn't know anything about the stages of development. I didn't know I had an ego. I lived my life feeling like I had an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other. I lived my life asking myself, gosh, I know what I want to do, so why don't I do it? And I beat myself up over it. And I know you guys can relate. I am not the only person who has that in them. We live in guilt and fear. We stay stuck. And the guilt uses, I'm sorry, then the ego uses guilt as an anchor to hold us down. The ego uses fear to keep us trapped in the comfort zone. We get scared, so we procrastinate and we do nothing. We avoid the inevitable. We feel like we're just paralyzed terrified. We're full of doubts and worry and afraid that we're going to embarrass ourselves or that we're not good enough. So we just sit here and do nothing. And that's the plan, you guys. That's the plan of the ego to keep us stuck. We have to overcome it. So when you're meant to be a housewife and told that you'll never amount to anything and that you never should even try to be anything like that, or, you know, maybe for you, maybe you were raised in a house full of teachers and they think that you should be a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm just talking about the programming. Remember, we're all programmed for behavior and our behavior is dictated by what is held in mind. So what you hold in mind really matters. And guess what? You're in charge of what you think. So when you decide to change, the ego is going to go crazy. So you just have to be ready for it. And unfortunately, your family will go crazy too, your whole tribe. They don't, they don't get it. People don't want us to change and they don't want to change. So you changing scares them too because they all have their programming of what should be. Remember, you're programmed not to change and not to buck the system. We're programmed to stay in the cage. No freedom. So when we think we're free to do whatever we want, that 
we can just do anything that we want to. We're actually not because the ego's got this stronghold on us. And the only way to break that hold is by putting yourself out there. I really suggest, you know, knowing your purpose and putting yourself first. Start working on yourself and your personal development. Be honest about what you're afraid of. Be honest about why you're sitting in the same spot year after year and you don't want to change. Take time for you. Get to know you. Bill calls it uh, becoming selfish with a capital S. You'll become a better person for everybody around you so you don't have to worry about it. And remember, change will never be comfortable. It's always scary. But when you can make your way from being scared all the time in the red zone and find your way to 200 courage, which is the entry level to the green zone energies, if you can hold that for a while, stay there, you'll come up to willingness. That's the 310 energy. In willingness, you're optimistic and things start feeling like they're okay. They really do. And if you hold that, then you can get to a higher green zone where there's acceptance and reason, where everything feels harmonious and wonderful. I know it may seem hard, but you can really do it if you decide to start working on yourself. Put yourself first and love you. If you could hold on to that um, mid-green zone or and then to the high green zone, then you can actually get up even if it's just for a fleeting moment, you could find your, your way to 500 love energy, fulfillment, freedom, light, pure, quiet, serenity, tranquility. I love that. I don't get to stay there, but I love it when I can get there. <laughs> That's where freedom lives. Love. It's so amazing. And we all need love. We need love for ourselves, And we can, we can get there. We really can. So many of us think that freedom is just freedom to live, do, speak, and be whoever we want. But freedom is so much more than that, you guys. Freedom is so much more beautiful than that. So I hope that you will take some time if you haven't. Find the stress mastery energies and print them out in color. If you, are, if you haven't already, please name the ego. We call it separating the eyes. You are not your ego. Find the difference between that voice, that inner critic, and who you truly are in your heart. So the ego is the eye of identification. That's the reality, who they told you that you, who, who you are and what you're supposed to be. And then there's the eye of presence. This is who you really are. This is who God created you to be. And the more you can stay connected to that, to your true self, the more fulfillment, the more freedom that you're going to have in your life. And to do that, you'll have to make a decision. You're going to have to decide to gain freedom over the ego's hold on you. And it's a process. It takes time. But there's no other way because the ego will hold you in the comfort zone cage for the rest of your life. And obviously, there's no freedom in the comfort zone cage. There's no freedom in any cage, I don't think. So you have to step out of the comfort zone and become the person that you've always meant to be. Who do you want to be? So name your ego. Start noticing that chatter that never ever stops. And you'll soon realize how it tries to make you stay the same, how it scares you into submission, how it will stop you from even changing your routine. See, it knows that a new routine will become the death of him. And the ego is cunning and crafty. So watch him. Be armed with your creative heart. I mean, you've got it right here, your true self, and you can learn to tame your ego. I know this for a fact because I have. I've done it myself. I still have an ego, believe me. She She's there all the time, but she doesn't spin me out like she used to. Uh, it's taken me a long time, but I'm not stressed out all the time anymore. And I 
believe me, I used to be. I used to be at home. I used to be with my job, my kids, my family, everyone. I was always on guard. Now I can feel it coming on and I take a moment. I take a breath. I respond instead of react. I notice when I'm in the red zone, where before I was constantly in the red zone and I didn't even know it was a thing. <laughs> I really didn't. But you can, you can change, even if that's where you are all the time. And you're in the right place at the right time to make a change, believe me. Now's the time. And you, too, can live a life of freedom. You guys, I thank you for joining me today. And my hope is that this podcast will help you decide to make one step to the path of freedom. Remember, our mission here is to create a shift in the planet. And you can join us on the mission by simply like, share, and subscribe. The links are right below the show notes. I love you. God bless you. Until next time, stay inspired.